You're listening to Manifest with Sarah Prout, and that's exactly what we're going to do together. I'm a best-selling author and a manifestation and law of attraction expert. I've been teaching manifestation now for well over a decade, and I've inspired millions of people all over the world on topics and themes such as emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. So each week, I'll deliver you a brand new dose of inspiration and motivation to remind you that you have the power to create your own reality. Let's connect with the universe, activate the law of attraction, and manifest your dreams. Thank you so much for being here with me right now. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Manifest Your Best Life. This episode is going to be a little bit more casual and less woo-woo than the ordinary ones, but there will be some, some spiritual aspects and some law of attraction goodies in here as well. So I just completed a program known as 75 Hard. And so the intention of today's episode is to go over some of my results, some of my challenges, some of the ways in which I pretty much radically transformed my body and my mindset in just 75 days. So I'm going to go over the aspects of the program that I really enjoyed, some of the challenges that unfolded along the way as well, because you guys have followed my journey over on Instagram. I've created a highlight reel of some of the ways in which I recorded the process throughout this 75 days. Around, I think it was the first or second week, I recorded a podcast and decided to delete it because I hadn't really integrated the lessons yet. And so I'm so excited to go over some of the notes that I've been keeping over the last few months of how this program is one of the most incredible, life-changing, transformative experiences that you can gift to yourself. So there are many people out there that may not know what 75 hard is and where it originated from. So I'm going to share with you how I discovered it and the kind of on the fence position that I had for at least two to three months before I just bit the bullet and started the program. So I remember, I think it was earlier this year, uh, a digital marketing colleague that my husband and I know of was doing the challenge. And he recommended to Sean, who's my husband, that we listen to a podcast by a guy named Andy Frisella, who was the creator of the 75 Hard program. And so I listened to the podcast and you know me, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very gentle. I'm very into the, the mystical manifestation space. Uh, very, a lot of mindfulness. And this Andy Frisella guy, he's dropping F-bombs left, right, and center. He's telling people how it is. It's very masculine and militant, which is the complete opposite of the paradigm that I've operated in for my entire life. And at first, I was a little repulsed by the program. I was like, oh my God, this doesn't seem healthy. It doesn't seem good for you. There's no way I can do these things. And I'll get into what those things are in a moment. And so I was curious and there was an app. And so there is an app, not was an app. And I downloaded the app and it sat on my phone for maybe two months. And one of the things that you have to do for the 75 days is drink an entire gallon of water, which is about 
3.7 liters. <laughs> and I tried that for one day and I was just like, you know, a little bit too much information here, but I was going to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. This doesn't feel right. It feels like my kidneys are going to pop. And I realized that that was just an excuse. And so a few more months passed by and I saw that my friend that started the 75 hard challenge completed it. And I read his uh, transformation notes of what it did to his body, to his mindset, to him spiritually. And I thought, you know what, maybe I should consider trying this. And what I will say is that this 75 hard program is not something you can modify and just make it your own. It's something that if you stick to this, this will give you a sense of commitment. It will give you a sense of purpose and drive and grit. And it will prove to you, it will prove to yourself that you're capable of anything. And so where my mindset was at, uh, what is it now? It's day 77 that I'm recording this episode. Uh, actually, I think it might be 78. Anyway, <laughs> losing track of days. But take it back 70, 80 days ago. I was in a really, um, really difficult space in terms of my mindset. I was going through a lot of anxiety. I have had anxiety for my entire life. And I've noticed that during the pandemic and my move to the Hamptons and then back to Vegas and you know, empty nest syndrome with my oldest baby who's nearly 20 moving out of the house and he's been out of the house now for a year. That came with so much anxiety and I didn't realize how I was processing it. There was a lot of grief going on and, and trauma that was rising up. And I realized, and I've known this through, through my work as a meditation teacher and especially <laughs> guiding people how to feel good, right? One of the most powerful ways that you can do that is by moving your body. But there was something in my mindset that kept on creating an excuse as to why perhaps I wasn't worthy enough to move my body. I had never done anything like this before. I'd never exercised consistently. And I looked up the hashtag on Instagram, which is hashtag 75 hard. And if you haven't yet checked out my before and after pics, you can go to at Sarah Prout on Instagram and check that out. And I loved this is this was the thing that I loved seeing. I loved seeing the sparkle in people's eyes. It wasn't necessarily about weight loss, because I want to say straight up that this challenge isn't about losing weight. It's about mental toughness. And for me, for my entire life, I've noticed that especially when it comes to physicality, that as soon as something gets particularly difficult, I, I quit. And so I really wanted to challenge myself. And there was no way in the world that I thought if I started this challenge, that I would finish it. Because here's the thing that you have to do for the entire duration of the 75 days. You have to do two 45 minute workouts one of those workouts has to be outside. So rain, hail and shine, you have to be outdoors, <laughs> you know, running, jogging, doing whatever you're capable of doing. And when I first started my walking and jogging, it was getting really hot here in Vegas. And um, so that that's the first thing you have to do. Two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outside. You have to stick to a diet or a particular way of eating. So with my history of eating disorders, of having anorexia and bulimia, which I haven't, haven't actually admitted publicly to a lot of people, especially on this podcast. I decided to refer to this as 
a particular way of eating. So for me, it was really easy to stick to a plant-based diet. So I could have the, the variations and the variety of things that I needed to eat without getting, you know, super scary and obsessed about it. So, you know, if you do have a history of eating disorders, this comes with a fair warning that, um, you know, you, you can find yourself going back into familiar territory if you're not uh, or unhealthy territory if you are on a path of recovery. And so I did this from having a recovered mindset. So I really want to say that a lot of therapy and uh, a lot a lot of integrated uh, releasing of trauma has happened over the years to get me to this point. But for me, it was plant-based diet. I would eat, you know, fruits and veggies and all good things. Uh, and you're not allowed to have cheap meals. So there's no like mcdonald's or pizza or you know junk food in general which i don't eat a lot of anyway so that was fairly easy or or sweet treats like um candy bars or ice cream or you know all of that stuff that we sometimes can turn to when we want to numb out with our emotions and i had found that during the pandemic especially i was turning more to those comfort foods and so I knew that this would be an opportunity for me to get my eating patterns back on track. And then you have to drink, as I mentioned, a gallon of water a day. Uh, so that's <laughs> that can be challenging. But if you pace yourself, it's you know you get used to it. I'm you know even though the challenge is finished now for me, I'm still drinking that gallon of water a day because as humans we don't get enough water. And then so there's no alcohol, no cheap meals, gallon of water, two workouts a day progress picture you have to take a photo of yourself a selfie every day so that you can see how you change and progress physically over that time frame and then the last thing which was one of my favorite things was that you have to do 10 pages of reading of a non-fiction book every single day preferably a business book or an entrepreneurial motivation book and that really helps you to educate yourself. So it's not necessarily, um, well, <laughs> it's not going to the Kindle or the Audible subscription. You actually have to have a book in your hands, which I absolutely love because I love reading. So that was, that was a walk in the park for me. I read, I think, probably 10 books during the last 75 days. You know, things like um, Think and Grow Rich. And I read The 75 Hard Book, A Tactical Guide to Winning the War with Yourself by Andy Frisella. And again, this is such a shift in paradigm for me to even be attracted to this level of to this level of masculine energy. And because it is quite militant to do the same thing over and over again every single day you know, without much variety, even though I had some variety and I was able to mix things up a little bit. And I think one of the reasons that I did this is because I have been fortunate enough this year to be working with in a mentorship capacity with this incredible guy. And his name is Mark Joyner. He's the founder of Simpleology.com. And so our regular calls with Mark, he's like this superhuman biohacking genius like this guy is incredible if you don't know anything about Mark Joyner go and follow him on Facebook he he posts some very thought-provoking material but anyway he is really into fitness and he during our mentoring sessions he was really challenging Sean and I to step up grounding into our body and I realized through probably after like four months of mentoring with Mark and these powerful conversations that we have and still continue to have 
is that I have not been grounded in my body and I'm not sure at what point I just kind of tapped out. At what point I was like, you know, exercise isn't for me. You know, I don't know when that happened. I've always been very in my head, which hasn't served me. And so earlier this year, I started doing yoga. And I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before that I started doing forward folds and, and increasing my flexibility as a goal. And I realized that every time I would do these forward folds, and this has been scientifically documented, that it started releasing some trauma. I started sobbing on my yoga mat. And so um, what's that book? It's called your, uh, The Body Keeps the Score. And I was reading about that and many of the studies of people that have been through trauma, whether it's domestic violence or sexual abuse or any of the you know, many, many different things that can happen to people in life, that yoga can help to move through that trauma. And so when I felt that shift, that internal transformation, I knew that I could make yoga one of my workouts for the 75 day, the 75 hard challenge. So the reason why I started it, as I mentioned, was to rise above anxiety. What I didn't mention is, and I can't go into too much detail, is that uh, I was processing some upsetting news. Uh, I can't go into any details with that whatsoever. It's a very uh, personal family matter. Uh, But what I will say is that it really derailed me. I was a mess. (laughs) Um, and I, I don't say that lightly, it was difficult. So I had to learn how to process this emotion, this new emotion that I was experiencing. And so I was willing to do whatever it takes to rise above it and to get grounded in my body, get the benefits of yoga on a, a more, uh, on a schedule so that I would be showing up to my yoga mat more regularly. And so I got myself a Peloton subscription, not that I have the bike or the treadmill, Uh, they have this incredible yoga program. And so I started doing the yoga workouts and I started um, going out for my walks before dawn. And so I started slowly for the first, I think it was four or five days. I did, I did everything and I did everything to the letter for 75 days, the eating, the, the, you know, specific way of eating, the water intake, the reading, the profile picture. I didn't skip a beat I was moving for the entire duration of each 45 minute workout per day for the 90 minutes of workout in total per day. Uh, And so I had to ease myself into it by just jumping in, right? It was like, no more excuses. I'm going to get the app, do all the things and then see if I want to stick to it. So I got today, maybe three or four. And I said to my husband, Sean, Hey, have you figured out what I'm doing yet? And he's like, no, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing 75 hard. I'm doing the 75 hard program. And at first he was like, what? You know, this isn't what you usually do, Sarah. What do, why are you doing this? And, and I was explaining to him that it, it's time for me to take care of myself. And I'm sure many of you that are listening to this right now, you've fallen into that category of being a caretaker, that you perhaps are a parent or you're looking after your parents or you have pets or you're a teacher in some capacity or a first responder in the medical industry or you know what, whatever you do, perhaps you have always put yourself on that back burner and you haven't made self-care a priority. And I just wrote last year an entire book 
all about self-care and self-responsibility. And it's coming out in 2022. I can share some details with you probably in the next couple of months. But it's it's all about self-care. And what I realized, especially after writing that book and the self-responsibility piece, I've, I've done that. I can check that off my list. But self-care in terms of being grounded in my body is something that I need to work on to maintain a healthy mindset. So if you're listening to this, you know, you don't have to do the 75 hard challenge. Just slowly, you know, dip your toe in the water and maybe take a yoga class or go for a walk, you know, or do a meditation. There's so many things that you can do to begin this process of really not only becoming the best version of yourself, but showing yourself compassion and love and showing yourself what you're capable of. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I found throughout this time in 75 Hard is that I was willing to do whatever it took to stay on track. I wasn't going to skip a day. In the app, it has like these checklists, right? So each day with each task, you complete, you check off the little check mark, and then it takes you over to the next day. And so if you skip a day, this is really key here. If you skip a day, if you drink less than a gallon of water, if you only read nine pages of a nonfiction book, or you, you know, only do 30 minutes of a workout, if you bend the rules, you go back to day one. And so that's why so many people that start this challenge don't finish it because it is quite grueling, right? It takes a level of commitment and you have to show up for yourself. And I remember when I was little, my mom would say to me, you know, if I didn't brush my teeth, that the only person that I was cheating was myself. (laughs) And that's true, right? And with the 75 hard challenge, do the best you can do. If you have to go back to day one, there's no shame in that. This is a lifestyle change. It's not like you do this because you think you're going to drop 20 pounds and, you know, then all of a sudden life's going to go back to, you know, drinking cocktails and eating burgers and doing all those things. It's not because it transforms you from the inside out. So when I first started, the first week was the toughest. I was sore. I had blisters on my feet It was really hot outside. You know, Sean and I had to adjust our schedules so that I could get out before dawn, before it would start heating up here in Vegas. And I had to keep pushing through. And so what I did was I listened to podcasts. Uh, That kept me entertained while I moved my feet. (laughs) And I was like, my physical condition when I first started, I couldn't walk up the street without getting out of breath. That's how bad it was. With yoga, I could barely touch my toes. And so I started this challenge off with not weight loss in mind, um, because that's never really been an issue for me. I've always felt very comfortable in terms of my weight. My Even my eating disorders never had anything to do with my weight. It was all about control for me. Um, but what I will say is my intention was for flexibility, was for fitness, was for sustainability and the desire to fall in love with exercise for the first time ever. I've never, (laughs) I remember after my daughter Olivia was born, I I bought myself um, one of those indoor bikes and I would just listen to music or watch TV and just, you know, do half an hour on the bike. But that didn't feel like it was a total commitment. That was more doing it from that space of lack rather from that mindset of abundance. And so the the first week was definitely the hardest. 
My, my body was sore. I didn't feel like I was sleeping properly. I didn't feel like I had recovery time. So I would get up before dawn, go for my walk. And then you have to wait three hours before, um, before doing your next workout. So then I would go for my walk at like 5.30, I think, or five o'clock some mornings. And then by 9 a.m., I would do my yoga workout with my yoga mats and the blocks and all that kind of stuff. And keep in mind, that's the time of day where I'm a full-time mother. I've got three kids <laughs> and they're, so they're doing their things around me and I'm just locking in that time for myself. No matter what they're doing around me, I was not going to move off that mat. mat. You know, I wasn't going to go and make a sandwich or, you know, pour juice or whatever you do as a parent, which parents, I'm sure you guys can understand. I was not moving off that mat until my 45 minutes were up. That was me time. And over time, the girls uh, respected that. They they even joined in, which was really amazing to uh, see their levels of flexibility increase as well. So some of the things that were coming up mentally is, I don't want to do this. This isn't worth it. And especially when you're not seeing changes, right? And I chose very early on not to look at my weight on the scale as a measure of my progress. Because remember, the scale only tells a very small part of the picture. Muscle tends to weigh more than fat. And water, oh my gosh, water weighs a lot, especially when you're drinking a gallon a day, which I think weighs probably around four pounds. So my weight would fluctuate depending on what time of day it was that I would weigh myself. And and I did it very rarely. Like I, I think I weighed myself probably around four or five times. And, you know, for the sake of not putting the emphasis on weight loss for this specific challenge and more so on fitness and flexibility and transformation with your mindset, I'm not going to tell you my before and after of how much I weighed because I feel a little sensitive about that. That feels vulnerable. What I will say, and I'll share that later, I'll share the results of how much muscle I gained <laughs> later in this episode, but I just want to go through some of the the mindset shifts that I began to notice. I began to see and notice other people out on the streets early in the morning. And before dawn, it is such a beautiful time. Uh, I had hummingbirds with me and butterflies. I saw the sunrise. Uh, I wasn't wearing sunglasses. And I felt like there was some kind of connection between my eyes and the sun. Because then when the next day would roll around, I would just wake up effortlessly and be ready for my workout. It really began to activate those intrinsic drives within my body. My, my metabolism increased, my sleep deepened, my, uh, I started to notice that I could walk faster and run further and that my, uh, my uh, what do you call it? My breath, I didn't get out of breath. <laughs> so my, my cardio capacity increased fairly quickly. And that probably took around two weeks. But then I started noticing things around, I think week three, I began to notice that I felt stronger in my legs. I felt taller. I did feel my knees start to get a little bit weaker too. So I started walking fast instead of running and I had to get um, knee pads for the yoga mat because my knees felt like they were wearing out. But other than that, it was pretty, pretty effortless to keep the momentum going. And then because I'm a woman and I am 41 years old, <laughs> hormones can become quite a complication. So around the time of my period, I would get excruciating migraines. Now throughout the 75 hard challenge, and I don't tell you this to deter it. I just tell you this because this is reality and this was my experience. 
that around, I think like day two or three of my period, and I had three periods during this time, uh, I got migraines, terrible debilitating migraines where behind my eye, it would pulse at the side of my head would hurt all along my jawline. And I just had to go with it. <laughs> and they, they were so bad that I was throwing up when I was on my walks each and every time that this happened. And I was just so glad that it was like five o'clock in the morning and nobody would watch me. Nobody would see me puking in the bushes, but I did it. And with those challenges, every time I would rise above it, I felt a sense of achievement. Um, We saw some friends too during this time, of course, as well you know, going out to dinner with friends, that kind of thing. And they're drinking and having a cocktail here and there. And, and Sean is also doing this as well. He started five days after me. So he's just about to finish the challenge now, but we we were committed to not, of course, part of the challenge, not drinking alcohol, but it didn't feel like it was that difficult because I'm, I'm such a social drinker. I don't, I don't drink at home very rarely, but if I'm out with friends, I love to have a good drink and a laugh. And so it was confronting in a sense that there wasn't that, uh, that aspect to socializing that there has been before. So (laughs) that was, that was a little bit awkward, but then I soon, you know, after like the third or fourth dinner we had with friends, it was fine. By that stage, I was totally fine. During the 70 days, 75 days, I decided that I wanted to deepen my studies. So with all of this reading, it really got my brain activated in a whole new way because it wasn't to do with my business. So often, and I I don't know, maybe as an entrepreneur, if if you are an entrepreneur, you can relate to this, but I had always equated my time where it wasn't being with my kids or being with my friends or my family that I had to be doing income producing activities. That is a dangerous and slippery slope. So what I noticed is that just reading for pleasure, reading to uh, educate my mindset and expand it, it got me hooked. Like I wanted to know more. So I enrolled in a doctorate degree. I am currently studying to get a, a doctorate of metaphysical science. So this is an incredible program. And I tell you, it's confronting to go back to studying after so many years of not doing that kind of thing. And it's, it's so good for my brain. It's, it's also good for my work, (laughs) but however, that's not the focus. I will be weaving and integrating more of my metaphysical studies into my work as a manifestation teacher. But again, 75 hard showed me what I'm capable of doing. I'd always put things on the back burner because I'm like, there's not enough time in the day, but I managed to carve out 90 minutes every single day, no excuses to work out right? I have four children, a pretty busy business, you know, a a life that requires me to show up (laughs) like most people's lives. I'm no different to you. No matter what is going on in your life right now, there is the time. And there are people that I know of that have done this challenge that, you know, it has to be done before midnight. So they're out at like 11 o'clock at night, getting it done. And there's something so satisfying about just getting it done. One of the most uh, challenging times was when we went on a vacation to Utah. This was about, I think, six weeks ago now. We went to Park City in Utah 
and uh, the altitude there. I noticed that straight away when I was getting up for my morning walks. I was breathless again. And I'm like, oh, I felt like my progress was going backwards <laughs> because with the yoga, for instance, within the first three to four weeks, I started noticing an incredible increase in my level of flexibility. I could touch my toes. I could do specific poses. You know, I could do things that I never thought would be possible before, like tree pose, for instance. And, and so when we were at Utah, getting out of my regular routine of being in Vegas threw me a little bit, but that didn't take me off course. I was still committed to getting it done. And of course, as I mentioned, Sean doing the challenge as well, when we would get our 15 year old daughter to babysit the little ones, Sean and I would do our walks together. And that's, that's been such a highlight over the last couple of months to be able to exercise with my husband. We talk about things, it's almost like a date night where we've been on some incredible walks together. Another benefit that I noticed as well, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. And this Again, this shows you how much work I've been doing over the years of body acceptance. So some of you guys might know that about two years ago, I had a tummy tuck because my weight has fluctuated so much over the years for pregnant, well, for giving birth to four humans and being pregnant 10 times and, you know, my weight fluctuating a lot. (laughs) Uh, So that left me with a muscle separation. And about, when was it? After I had my daughter, Olivia, in 2006, I looked into getting a tummy tuck and it just didn't feel like the right time. And I was already with Sean by the time that I really started to think about it. And the doctor said to me, look, you know, you may not be happy with it and it might not be good if you go on to have more children. And at that point, I didn't think I was going to go on to have Lulu and Ava. And so after Ava was born and I had my tubes tied, too much information, sorry, (laughs) uh, I decided that one day I would treat myself to doing that. And so for my uh, 40th year, I went and had my tummy tuck. It was great. It looked incredible. I also had some liposuction, but I didn't do the right mindset work around it. So I still wasn't happy even after having this incredible life-changing procedure because you still have to do the work. And if you don't exercise after a tummy tuck, you know, it, it looks better, but it's not as great as it could be. So with having my abs stitched back together, I started feeling my tummy muscles for the first time in 20 years. And this was, this was such a mindset shift for me. And so what I noticed probably around like the the fourth or fifth week was that my abs started to take shape. And this was weird. This was like an alternate reality. I didn't know what was going on. It's like, whoa, I'm starting to look more defined. Now, this is proof that if you put the work in, your body will respond. This is key here. If you put the work in, your body will respond. And you can take this and apply it to anything in your life. If you put the work in, if you focus your energy on something, the energy will respond. Okay, so this is something that is so critical to understand. And at the beginning, before I started this challenge, I could see I didn't feel at peace with my body anymore. I knew that I needed to do something about it. Now, you can... You can make peace with your body wherever you are at. I don't want to bring any body shaming to this process or this should be you or you should change in any way. That's not me. I am all for self-acceptance. 
self-acceptance. Just because I choose to change something about my body doesn't mean that you should, right? Because that's how we fall into that comparison trap and it ends up being extremely dangerous. It can spiral out of control. So for me, at the beginning of this challenge, and I'm being brutally honest here, I didn't feel happy about my arms. I felt like as I'm getting older, my arms, they're kind of losing tone and losing definition. Um, and I just was accepting that I was accepting, well, perhaps I'm not going to wear short sleeves anymore. Maybe I'm just going to cover up. Maybe I'm not going to wear dresses anymore. Maybe I'll just cover my legs. Uh, and what I did was I decided to buy myself a pair of bike shorts. And this was before I even felt comfortable wearing them, showing people my legs like that. I mean, there's not, not much to hide when you're wearing a pair of bike shorts, but I did it anyway. And the more I wore them, the more confident and the more, acclimatized I became to just it's no big deal it's just a freaking pair of shorts Sarah get over yourself right no one's looking (laughs) the only person that's getting wrapped up about you wearing a pair of bike shorts at 41 years old is you Sarah Prout so get the fuck over yourself if you have little ears I'm sorry for that f-bomb but I feel very passionate about that I just I wore the shorts and it was empowering And I realized that it doesn't matter what my body looks like. If I feel comfortable in what I'm wearing, that's all that matters. So take that however you can repurpose that (laughs) in your own life. But just know that this was a rite of passage to empowerment. This whole process was the return to my body, return to the groundedness, because the anxiety started dissipating. I started being able to cope a lot more. Uh, My husband and I had far less disagreements. I was more patient with the kids. I was more productive with my work. I was showing up for myself. And it's like they say when the, the plane is going down to put the air mask, the oxygen mask on yourself first before you place it on the children. And there's a reason for that because you need to take care of yourself first. Fill up your cup first and foremost So remember I told you the founder of this incredible program, his name is Andy Frisella, and he wrote a book, uh, which is called 75 Hard, and he goes through each of the phases and experiences that you might go through when you do this program. And the, the one that intrigued me the most was going into something he calls God mode in days 64 to 75, and I knew it was coming. I felt it early on this connection with the divine, that my body was on autopilot, that my body was asking me to move each and every day. And even since the challenge is finished, I've still continued to work out because my body wants that loving feedback loop to be to, to be sustained. And so Andy Frisella talks about God mode, where you become almost like a powerful manifester, that you're connected to nature and to the energy of all that's around you. And so when I knew that this um, this time frame was coming up, I said to my husband, or he said to me, actually, we should book a trip to Sedona. And so you guys know, or you may not know, who knows, <laughs> that Sedona in Arizona is one of my most favorite places on the planet. There is a sacred, transformative healing energy there. And I thought that for my last week doing 75 hard, that I should be in Sedona. And so when we got there, uh, I was doing my yoga, doing my walk, and for the very last workout, my 150th workout for 75 hard, Sean and I went on a vortex walk in Sedona. So there are all of these beautiful energetic portals. Uh, Sedona is known as the heart chakra 
of the earth. And so there's this magnetic, beautiful energy that's activated when you're in Sedona. It's, it's so vibrant, the plants, the earth, the sky. You know, I saw so many things during, during that time. But our, our hike, our final hike was magical. It was raining. It was just the perfect temperature. You know, we, we went together. We climbed up the rocks and down the rocks. And we, we ended up walking for well over an hour for the final workout. But it was a magical, a magical completion to this incredible milestone that I experienced, that I created for myself. And this is what I want you to remember. If you want change to manifest in your life, you must create it for yourself. Not for your husband or your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is. Create change for yourself. This is the key to living a more meaningful life when you can activate the energy of possibility and show yourself, prove to yourself what you're capable of because you are so much more capable than you believe you are. And when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and oh my gosh, me walking in like 108 degree weather in Vegas to crossing paths with a coyote and an early morning walk, which freaked me out. Um, to puking in the bushes, to then in Sedona, I got bitten over 150 times by mosquitoes. So I was so itchy to finding out some very difficult news during my last week. And I didn't know that I was going to share this on the podcast, but I feel inspired to do so. Uh, And I'm I'm sure you'll understand why I am choosing to broach this subject with a certain level of sensitivity um, a family member of mine was arrested and went to jail. And so there's a lot of interesting dynamics and energetics behind that. And so I was on the phone a lot to my family in Australia. And so I found it confronting. I found that choice point to just keep going because here's the thing. Patterning that level of self-care and self-responsibility in that healthy, healthy way is something that I, I've never dabbled in my entire life. I haven't. I've done so well with my, my mindset and my heart and navigating anxiety by probably medicating myself with food and alcohol and things like that. But to cope with those emotions by you know, putting my running shoes on and going outside or going on my yoga mat and crying, even though I'm moving. There were, there were times throughout the 75 days with different things going on with different family members. And, you know, even within my own heart where I was crying on my yoga mat as I was doing the workouts, but I was still moving through it in real time because it was a way of processing those emotions. If you don't process those emotions, they tend to stick around and make a little home in your cells. And that's how illness starts to manifest. That's how you begin to lose yourself. And so I wasn't going to let that happen. And during this final stretch, this was such a test for me because I felt pretty powerless in the situation. I can't go back to Australia right now because of the pandemic. Uh, If I go back to Australia for a family emergency, I might have to stay there because the country is so locked down right now. And my heart goes out to any Australians that are living overseas right now that are kept from their loved ones, especially in times of crisis. And for me, this was such a challenging time and a level of awareness of, oh my gosh, 
the world has changed right now and I'm not able to have the same level of freedom that I promised my family as part of me coming to America to live for the rest of my life. And for those doors to be closed, it just, it feels so surreal. Anyway, I rose above it. And so this is what I'm wanting to encourage you to do, to push yourselves to to the boundaries of what you believe you are capable of, that the universe will always deliver challenges, will always deliver trials and tribulations. And your moment in each and every moment, your role in each moment is to rise above it and to keep moving forward with positive energy. Yes, process the negative emotions in a healthy way, but don't let them pull you in. You can rise above it. You can spend your energy wisely, which is two phrases that I received many years ago that I still that I still use to this very day, each and every day. Rise above it and spend your energy wisely. You only get one life as far as we know, right? <laughs> and so when you can show up with self-care, with self-responsibility, with self-compassion and take care of yourself, Start slowly, do what you need to do. And if you really want to dive into some deep transformative work, then try the 75 hard program. It's completely free. You can go to 75hard.com for more information, or you can go to the app store and search up 75 hard as well. It's a life-changing program. So my results, these are the results that I am wanting to share with you guys. And I'm not doing it in like a, like I said, I'm not going to be sharing my weight, but what I will say is that I gained four pounds of muscle. (laughs) I gained four pounds of muscle, which I never thought I could do. Uh, This was on a plant-based diet, as I mentioned. And what was interesting is that I have always been primarily vegan uh, and sometimes, or or pegan (laughs) as it's known as, I would have some occasional seafood and maybe, you know, like a love-hate relationship with eggs. And what I noticed when I committed to the plant-based diet was that I needed more protein. I needed more nutrients. I felt hungry, right? And so um, I have now transitioned back into the more pegan diet, uh, I don't like that word, way of eating. (laughs) Um, And so that has really, I've noticed an instant increase in my energy since doing that. I mean, there's some, it's it's all about bio-individuality, right? What you feel is best for your diet, for your your body type uh, and doing what you feel is right for you, an intuitive way of eating. So four pounds of muscle on a plant-based diet, I thought was a big win. Uh, My guess is, is that if I did have more, Uh, more protein sources that would have uh, had more of an impact on the results that I saw. My muscles on my stomach were more defined. My, um, my glutes (laughs) were were stronger, my arms, my hair and nails. um, They started growing a lot more as well. I got less breakouts on my skin. I rarely get breakouts anyway, but I noticed that my skin cleared up my eyes especially, I think that was to do with drinking the gallon of water every day. There was something that was like moving the toxins through my body. Because at first, when I first started, I got a whole bunch of pimples. It was like all of the toxins were coming out of my body because I was sweating so much on a daily basis. In terms of flexibility, I, like I said, I can, you know, do forward folds and touch my toes now and do all the bends and things in yoga. And I will only get stronger from here. I can run, I can walk uphill for 40 minutes and not get out of breath. 
And the thing is, I still pushed myself, right? I still, when I felt like I was plateauing a little bit with what I was capable of doing, I would push myself just a little bit further. And what else happened? My resiliency towards what was happening emotionally, I feel like it safeguarded me against whatever would come up with my family or with some of the things that I was going through. And one of the results that I will share with you is that I felt so connected to nature in a new way. Like getting outside was the best thing possible. Um, and and I don't I don't say this to you know deter you from working out at a gym because I think that's great. But there's something to be said about getting outside and breathing in the fresh air and connecting with many of the signs from the universe that show up when you do put yourself outside in those kind of experiences. I saw, as I mentioned, a coyote and hummingbirds and butterflies. And what else did I see? I saw javelinas in Sedona and storms and rainbows and the sunrise and the full moon very early in the morning. One of my favorite workouts Actually, it wasn't even during the 75 hard challenge. It was in the last couple of days. Sean and I went out for his evening workout in Sedona and there's no streetlights where we were staying. And so we were just walking around this neighborhood and there was an electrical storm. So if you have ever been in Sedona in a desert storm, it is so magical. It was like the entire sky was being photocopied. You know, there was the the flashing light in the pitch dark that was illuminating the mountains and then we could see the stars and then it started to hail and it it was just magical the connection to mother nature and how healing and grounding that is to to understand that we are part of this beautiful fabric of oneness and that you can only you can only um experience so much when you're on a treadmill right um What I will say is that being on a yoga mat inside helped me a lot. I'm so grateful to Peloton for um, creating such incredible programs with such amazing instructors. I, I really, really loved the sessions that I did. And the key thing to remember, and this loops back to what Andy Frisella was talking about in his 75 hard book about God mode between days 65 to 64 to 75 is that you all you you tune in to the power you have to manifest your reality. What I noticed probably around week four or five was my manifestations would speed up, that the signs would appear when I asked for them, that the synchronicities would accelerate, that if I wanted something, you know, all of a sudden the opportunities would open up for that to happen. And so if I can offer any encouragement to begin this program, even if you don't finish it, Start it, see what happens, challenge yourself, be willing and open to connect with infinite possibilities. And I feel, I mean, this this episode today, I, I feel like I've shared from such a vulnerable place. I hope it's been valuable. I feel like I've just been, you know, pouring out from my heart, my experience, and I hope it has inspired you to tune into how you can care for yourself more throughout your life. If you have found value in today's episode, please feel free to share it with a friend or leave me a review on the podcasting platform that you are currently listening to this on. Anyway, lots of love and I can't wait until we connect again on the next episode of Manifest Your Best Life. Bye for now.